Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of The Finance Bro. We have real conversations with real people about money. Today's guest is a, a Jefferson Award winner, which means, you know, it, it just shows the impact that he's currently having in his community. And he's having that impact through not only sharing his story, but using his story to teach, you know, the youth and um, the area that he grew up in, as well as others, how to, you know, create the own change that they want within their lives. And, you know, I've, I actually been following this, you know, him on, on social media for a while, and I've been seeing his progress and his growth. And now I see him speaking to crowds and it's just, it's been dope to watch his journey and his progress and, you know, to know his story along with it. You know, this, this guy's an animal and I know there's going to be a lot of success in his future. And I'm glad we get to have this conversation today, but I don't want to steal his thunder. So before we jump into it, you know, Shaman, please introduce yourself and then, you know, matter, just go ahead and just jump into your story. And then we just going to go from there because I, I want people to hear it. Hey, brother, man, I, I just want to thank you just for having me on your on, on this podcast, man. Um, This means everything to me, just having the ability to tell my story, you feel me? And so my, my name is Shaman Wright, grew up in deep East Stokeland, you know, in East Stokeland, California, born and raised. <laughs> uh, my mother, my mother was on drugs and my father was in prison. So growing up any black men in the urban community it was tough for us you feel me so i have six brothers uh my older brother is serving life right now my little brother has got 24 years at the age of 14 which is many and so for me personally was i had to figure out my niche right i had to figure out okay do i want to be in the streets or do i want to get out of my environment well i was in the streets trying to figure out my my environment trying to figure out how do i make it out this environment when there was no positive black role, role models out there for me. So I was in the streets. I ended up getting kicked out of school, uh, getting expelled. Uh, and then I ended up going to juvenile hall where I did seven months. And I ended up finding my way out of that environment in that system because I wanted more for myself. I needed to hold myself accountable, uh, take ownership of my life. I knew that I couldn't play victim to my environment because I didn't have my parents weren't there. I didn't have grandparents. All my grandparents were dead before I was born. I didn't have family members that wanted to take ownership or take me into their household. So I had to figure life out for myself. And mm -hmm. I did that. And I went from a kid who struggled academically to getting a 4.0. I got a full ride football scholarship to UC Davis. Uh, I was a sophomore All-American. I played professional football. And then I ended up starting after football was over for me, like many of us young black males who grew up in urban communities. When we turn on the television at such a young age, we feel like the only way for us to be successful is if we dribbled a ball or scored a touchdown. And so mm -hmm. that was my reality. And when that didn't work out, I went through an identity crisis and I went through a deep depression and I had to figure out and I had to reinvent myself. And that's what I did um, because growing up in the, in, in the urban community, like many, uh, many people do grow up, we have this one thing that we have resilience, you know, mm -hmm. and we're persistent. And because I had that, like, deep down in my DNA, I was able to push past my environment um, or push past and recreate my identity. And so I did that. You know, I was a teacher for three years, uh, and then I started my own organ organization by the name of Bridge Builders to the New Generation. We focus on college and career readiness. We got 10 employees right now. Uh, I'm also a motivational speaker, and I'm also someone who uh, who has a consultant firm as well that works with um, teachers in regards to building a um, teaching them how to work with black and brown students in educational settings as well. And I'm currently getting my doctorate, man. I'm a man of Omega Sci-Fi, you know what I'm saying? I owe the you, music, you, you feel you. me? So the brothers, you know, so this how we, this how we, this how we rock. So man, my man, Eric, man, I appreciate you, brother, man, just for having me on the, you know, on, on your podcast, brother, man, and let's give the people what they want, you know? Hey, before, before we do that, 
listen, can we just give him a, a round of applause? Like that, you know, that that story, that's that the story you just told is something that doesn't get portrayed to America much. And you know, there's a I believe in polarity. And you know, so I don't think anything is just just bad or necessarily just good as well. So you're a direct example of polarity is like, you know, you started off in, in unfortunate circumstances, but you were able to work through those, as you said, and like place yourself on a different trajectory that's going to change your life and the life of your, you know, your family forever, because, you know, you were willing to, to make a change. You had the audacity to do something different when everybody else was doing the same things, you know, it's hard to, I believe it's hard to get in these situations, see everybody doing the same things and be the person to do something different, different, even if you know that that different thing is the thing you should be doing. And so, you know, that just shows how courageous you are. And like, especially as a leader, like it's clear that you are, you're a leader sure. and, you know, with the, within the bros, we need that. And, you know, also in, in families and friendships, we need more examples. Like people need to see what a, a strong black leader looks like a strong black male figure looks that's like. True. So, you know, I really just want to take, before we jump into anything, I just wanted to let you know, like, that's, you, you've done, keep working, bro. Keep working. You've done bro, a lot. You, you know, you're going to inspire a lot of people. We're on the journey together, man. You know what I'm saying? We're lifting hey. as we climb, man. You know, you Always. know the deal, man. Always. Yes, sir. But, so, you know, with this being a money show, because we're going, we're going to get all over, all over the place. You know how, how, how these conversations get. My first question for you is really going to be how how would you say your perspective about money has changed as you've continued along this journey that you just described? Okay. All right. So first, first and foremost, I'm gonna make two things, right? Two things known. So I like making things theoretical and then making things practical, right? So I'm mm -hmm. putting the theory behind things and then make things like where it's practical in your personal life. And so I feel like the biggest thing was this, right? Like when we think about money. A lot of people that grow up in, in a community that there's no where you don't have any type of resources to get money. You don't know the knowledge behind getting money. Um, and when you don't come from when you come from a low income, like a low income community, the biggest thing that we tend to think about was like, OK, bro, like, I need to get money and get money now, and get money fast. Right. Like we forget about the process. We forget about anything that we actually love to do. You know, as a kid, like the thing about it, like when we're children, we're taught like, OK, like what do you want to be when you get older? And you hear a young lady say, oh, I want to be a princess, right? You hear this young this young fellow who might say, oh, I want to be a garbage man or a construction worker, right? Because our police officer, we see that in our environment on a consistent basis. But as we get older and we become more aware of our surroundings and our circumstance, and we don't like growing up without money, it's like, okay, I need to find the fast way to get this money. And so for mm -hmm. me personally, it was like, okay, I turn on TV, I see millionaires dribbling the ball, you know what I'm saying? Or catch scoring touchdowns. And I'm like, or when I open up my door and I see people selling drugs or committing crimes, or this dude mm -hmm. got all the, all the cars and all the clothes and all the girls, I want one of those two lifestyles. And so mm -hmm. that was my, that was my whole mentality. But I think the way that it changed now was that for me personally, it was like, I realized that I don't need to like, I tell people this chase your purpose and don't chase the bag, right? Mm. And I think that's really deep because a lot of times people will sit there and they'll chase the bag and then they become miserable in their life, right? Mm -hmm. Like the thing about it is like life is about happiness. You feel me? Eric, we, we just had to talk about this too, right? About how like Oprah Winfrey, you were talking about the book. What's the name of the book again? That you're... Oh, uh, Buy Your Time Back. 
by your time back, right? So exactly. So we was talking about that. You feel me? And so talking about that is like, you know, like Oprah Winfrey, you said that Oprah Winfrey only works two hours, right? And so Mm -hmm. by her working two hours, she was able to buy her time back, right? And get that financial freedom. And everybody needs to be striving for that. But the thing is that a lot of times people will sit there and and follow something that they're not really passionate about, right? That's Mm. not their purpose. Like they chase the bag. And so the thing about it, like in the Bible, it says that, you know what I'm saying? Your your gift will make room for you, right? So it's like, we Mm -hmm. sit there and we follow something that we genuinely love to do, right? There's going to be money out there that's going to be made from our gift. Like I work, Mm -hmm. like my organization is in education, but there's no limit to everything that I could do when it comes to my organization. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we're in the schools, but because I have a big vision and because I'm stepping into my purpose and to, you know, my gift, like my vision is lined up with the most highest vision. You feel mm-hmm. me? So everything that I do and how I operate is like, OK, like, you know, you, you got these schools. Now the next thing is going to be rec center. Now the next thing is going to be building a school. So I say the biggest thing for me was growing up my whole life was like I was trying to sit there and I was trying to follow the bag right and I thought mm-hmm. the you know playing in the league was my purpose but all of a sudden like when I got out of that out of that mindset and I was like okay let me go ahead and you know the, like this is a little bit off track right but I'm gonna go back a little bit so right. and I'm gonna make this more practical for people right so when we go into when we end up following our when we follow our purpose a lot of times it's uncomfortable Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was probably the hardest thing that I possibly could do. And I tell people this, like when like I had to physically get removed out of a situation. Right. Like literally, like I was comfortable, had to get removed out of that situation for me to follow my purpose. But when I finally did that and I took that leap of faith, it was like my first contract was some was twenty five thousand dollars for a year. Oh, wow. Like twenty five thousand dollars per year. I got two scholarships. I got two degrees i have my master's and i have my bachelor's right but twenty five thousand dollars right but i believed in this organization so much right and i knew that this was where god wanted me to be and i didn't know anything about you know what i'm saying about where i'll be at right now but i knew that it was just me right in Mm -hmm. this vision and i was like let me walk in this faith right now and next thing you know was that god started putting people into my life into my Mm -hmm. organization that believed in the same vision as me and next you know we start scaling a lot more so you know for me personally like that's a little little read like a little i guess story on how i ended up going for my purpose mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying chase my purpose rather than chasing the bag you know and so yeah mm-hmm. so i i just say that that for me personally bro that's the biggest issue with a lot of people is that we we tend to see like we want money we don't know the steps to get there Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm chasing everything that that everybody else shows me of how to get money instead of what I love to do. Right. Yeah. How can I do that and walk in my truth and go ahead, you know, what I'm saying and chase that. And then the money will allocate and it'll follow itself. You know, you hit on on some one key thing that I want to talk about real quick, which is you talk about. <clears throat> not not chasing the bag and chasing your purpose. And I, and I, I think that's so important because people can get lost in the number. And what I mean by that is like, they say, you know, I want, I I need a hundred million dollars. I need $10 million. But then when you ask that person to really break down that number, nine times out of 10, they can't really explain what that money would ever be allocated to. And if they set back and just took some time to really think about what they wanted out of life, they might realize that the life they they want, maybe it only takes one million. You know, maybe you don't need 10. Man. 
And through that, now you really get to set expectations about your workload because now you have defined your vision. Like you say, you spoke about vision. You've defined your goals, your vision, and you know where you need to go. So you know what your baseline is at this point. You're either on track or you're not, but you don't have to work yourself too hard unless you want to work that hard. But the point, the purpose yeah. of it is to, I think people, I think the other issue with it along with that is people have to continue doing that is because they look at money with a consumer mindset and sure. we forget that money is a resource. And when you think of money as a resource, you're less willing to waste it. It's, I mean, it's a, it's just a name, mm -hmm. a, a difference in thought, but think about right. it. Yep. If you had resources in your house, like let's say the world's going to end and you have water and food, you're not just going to go and just give it away willingly because that's a resource, something that's going to help you survive and sustain yourself. And money is the same thing. It's a resource that allows us to do it. But a lot of people look at it with a consumer mindset, which means Bruh. when they get the money, they're continuously spending and not using the money to build something up, to weaponize the money in their favor so that it can go out and in turn work for them. Right now you have it going out and doing, you have you know, this company that brings you in this much money. And then you have this investment that brings this here and you have this much put back. So if anything happens, you know, you're covered for a year. Like that's how you're moving around. It's like a video game, but yeah. it, you have to change that consumer mindset to do that. But if you don't, you can get stuck in that cycle. Cause even if you are doing well in life and making money and you haven't defined where you want to go, you can still run into the same route and you have all, you might have all the money you need. You just need to restructure it and put it in some places so that it can, benefit you and you can live life like i don't i agree with you the point of life isn't just to work forever the point of life is to yeah. build the life that you want so you can enjoy it with the people that you care about bro that's that's real you know and, and like you said like the thing about it is that like like i think you so so what you said was basically like for us to genuinely find our happiness right and like you know what i'm saying like i think the biggest thing and i was listening to um I was actually listening to um to Wagon Gilly and it was over talking to Charlemagne and DJ Envy, right? And it was on their podcast. Mm -hmm. And I remember they was talking about La Russell, right? And he's from the Bay or he's mm -hmm. from Vallejo. And they was just I, talking about here. Shout out to La yeah, Russell. Yeah. I like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, bro, crazy, right? And so he just they were talking about like how he does shows in his backyard. You know what I'm saying? He probably mm -hmm. charged people three three hundred and fifty dollars, whatever the case may be. Um, and you know, while Gilly was talking about how he was like, man, he needs to go ahead and really monopolize his time, right? Like, he needs to go ahead and, you know, like, get all these big these concerts, these shows, whatever, because he's on top right now. And DJ Envy and, and Charlamagne was just like, well, he seems happy with what he's getting. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I think you said, like, some people will sit here and they'll be like, okay, I need $10 million, but what you need, $10 million? Like, you don't even know, like, you don't have a blueprint of what you'll do with that $10 million. Exactly. Right? Like, I remember I was sitting here and I was like, for instance, when it comes to my business, right, I remember I was talking to one of my board members and he was like, man, like, he asked me a question. He said, okay, like, right now today, if we had a million dollar check, what would you do with it? Mm. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, I was like, okay, I know I hire more people, right? But he said, how would you sustain that money, mm. right? Like, it's cool. Like, you get a million dollars right now, which is cool, right? Because you know that's going to take care of whatever your expenses are, but how do you sustain that money, right? And make sure that, because it's like, you get a million dollars and you hire all these employees, right? Mm -hmm. But what happens next year or the year after that? 
right? How do you sustain that money and keep that money going? So it, I think you hit the, the, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the hammer on the nail was like, it's like we, we always seem to want this because we do have a consumer mindset. Like when you ask people, what would you do with $10 million for the most part? People are going to sit and they'll, they're going to think about materialistic things, right? Like mm-hmm. getting designer. Uh, they're going to get like a fat crib. They're going to get mm-hmm. their favorite car, right? They're going to get all of this stuff. But it's like nothing that you just said is going to sustain that money, nope. right? And I tell people like, you know, for instance, when I talk to my students, right, I have some students who um, – who be with the activities, right? And um, and I'm trying to get them out the streets. And when I talk to them, I'm like, look, check it out. I said, okay, you'll sit there and you'll rob somebody, right? And it's for y'all. And y'all rob somebody and y'all sit there and y'all taking, I don't know, however much money, right? Mm-hmm. And when y'all take that money, you got to split up into four in, in, in four ways. I said, mm-hmm. guess what? That money's going to come and go, right? So however you got it the first time, you're going to have to get it again. So you're going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over until you finally get caught. And there's so many people right now that will sit there and they'll get whatever, a certain amount of money, whether it's, you know what I'm saying? Some people that are receiving government assistance, uh, people that are working in the same job, receiving the same paycheck on a consistent basis, right? Mm-hmm. However you are getting that money, you're going to have to get that over and over and over. So what happens is you, you get stuck in this consumer mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Because you are you are satisfied with what you're getting on a on a day to day basis, where it's mm. like you know that you cannot venture out to anything else because if you do and you lose your job, then you you're like a, you, everybody's a paycheck away from becoming homeless or becoming broke, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is like we get stuck in this mindset of like we're just consumers rather than and they're like how can I sustain this money, right, and even grow this money and let this money work for me. Right. Like, how can I put myself in position to make sure that every paycheck I get, I'm putting in the right area. So I know that this money is not sitting in the savings account. Right. And just Mm -hmm. sitting there and not collecting no interest, but putting it into, uh, you know, insurance account, putting it into a trust fund, putting it into some real estate, whatever the case may be. Right. Where it's always Mm going to work for me. Right. Back and forth. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 key. The money working for you because people. So that cycle you described, it made me think of debt as well. So what I see is you have someone that's struggling with debt and typically people self-relieve from like feeling bad about debt by purchasing new things. They want to get a new car because it's going to make them feel better. They get the new clothes because it's going to make them feel better. The new shoes because it's going to make them feel better. You know, they spend and go shop. They, you know, um, they call like retail therapy. That's a, that's a name for something because people go shop to make themselves feel better. And what that keeps them in a cycle, because the thing that's making them feel bad is debt. But if you go out and purchase a new car to make yourself feel better in the long run, it just puts you deeper in that hole that you're trying to escape. So they're like digging their own hole and don't even realize it. You know, they think, they think they're building, building a, a, a hill and when reality, they're just digging themselves deeper and deeper into the hole. That that mm-hmm. hill you building for somebody else is not yourself. And that kind of goes into yeah. the parallel that the liability for you is the asset for the bank. Yeah, that car for you is a liability for the next 60 months. However, for the bank, that's an asset on their sheets for the next 60 months. Yeah. You know? So yeah. thinking yeah. of that yeah. image, that's exactly how it is. Man, you know, that just had me thinking, bro, right? I think, and this is kind of like just really talking about like, uh, you know, like 
why do people have that concern mindset, right? Like, why are people thinking about materialistic things? And, you know, the thing is that, man, we live in a world now where everybody needs validation, right? Yeah. And people are lying about the validation that they need. Um, and I, I tell people this all the time, man, is that like, you have to, you have to understand your reality, right? Like you mm -hmm. have to understand where you're at in life. And the reason why I was able to get out of my environment, out of my situation after I got out of juvenile hall was because I came into my reality, right? Mm -hmm. I knew that I was broke. I knew that I was poor. Um, instead of me trying to act like I wasn't right. Like I was, li I was living in the project. So instead of me acting like, okay, like, you know, we're not poor. Um, you know, let me go ahead and 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 hit it like rob somebody or commit a crime and get some new shoes, get some clothes. Yeah. I had to accept where I was at, right? And I realized this. I realized that it wasn't my fault, you know what I'm saying? Because I was I was a youngster, but I still play the victim of my environment or my circumstance. And I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of times people will sit there and they will act like they are making millions or not even they act like they'll they're making a lot of money you feel mm -hmm. what i'm saying and so a lot of times it's like people aren't in reality like okay like i'm trying to work to a certain level it's okay if i don't mm -hmm. have designer if i don't have any designer clothes maybe i might have one designer belt or one design whatever the case may be but i have a goal in mind right mm -hmm. that in the next 10 years i could be sitting there and i could be more involved in my children's lives I could be more involved into my wife or my husband's life. I could be more involved into everything else that I want to do and be productive in that rather mm -hmm. than sitting here like, okay, I'm about to go to, you know, um, the the Warriors playoff game, which costs like $2,000 just to show on Instagram that I'm there. Right yeah. now we're in yeah. debt. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm digging myself, digging myself another hole because I can't pay for my reserve. We're backed up on, on rent, whatever the case may be. So it's like, People have to get to a point to understand where they're at personally in their lives, right? In that mm -hmm. it's like, stop seeking the validation for everybody else, right? It's like, okay, if we're trying to save up for a house, right? Which I could go ahead and buy a house, right? And then there's equity sitting in that house. In the mm -hmm. next two years, pull the equity out, give me another property. Or I could sit there and I could go ahead and, and pay for life insurance for myself, my, you know, my wife, my kids, mm -hmm. Um, or I could go ahead and start a trust fund for my kids, right? Or I could go ahead and put money or get a, get a short-term rent, rental, whatever the case may be, and invest mm -hmm. that money. So now my money's working for me, right? And then I could go ahead and get and treat myself to something, right? Because mm -hmm. I put the work in, I put the time in, I put the energy in, right? Some people just pay for stuff, but they not treat, you know what I'm saying? They don't deserve, yeah. to, be, uh, they don't deserve to be treating themselves. So, yeah. So, that that's that people that you know feel like they have to do the things like go to the game and post it there like they always have to be seen in designer clothes that's also a dangerous cycle as well mm. because that's one of those things where if you start you can't stop oh, yeah. and that's what keeps them stuck now they always have to be in designer even if they can't afford it they got to stay with the new stuff because that's the image that they built for themselves like oh that's the person always with the new gear like oh he got the you so now it's dangerous for you because you have to consciously make a decision. You either keep doing that and dig yourself in a hole out of pride, or you have to stop and do a complete 180 and yeah. like, all right, look, this is not, this is not what I'm trying to do. I'm not doing this anymore because at the end of the day, those people that you feel like you have to impress ain't too worried about the fact that you you're in a hundred thousand dollars in debt right now. 
You know, they, right. they're going home and they worried about their own problems. So the people you trying to impress ain't thinking about you when you go home. So you're really wasting your time and your money. It's man, like, why, would you, why would you want to do that? Man, you know, that, that that's crazy that you said that, right? I'm I'm about this old, right? Like I'm I'm about to be 30, right? Man, yeah. you know, I'm sitting there talking about boys, right? And I just I bought I ended up buying me a Rolex, right? Because mm-hmm. I just treated myself, right? And so I paid yeah. for it. You know what I'm saying? I paid for it. And I'm sitting there talking to my boys one time. And one of my one of my friends, man, he played in the NFL for six years. And he was talking, he said, Man, he said, Why you didn't finance it? I said, finance it. I said, What you mean finance it? He <laughs> said, Why you just didn't finance the the watch? I said, Bro, people really finance, you know what I'm saying? Finance like jewelry he said all the time. He said, I'm in the league. He said, some of the most famous people in the league, right? Well, finance, they, you know what I'm saying? Finance them big chains, you know what I'm saying? Everything. And then people will sit there and they'll look like, man, I want that chain. You know what I'm saying? And then they'll be like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and finance that chain. And now it's like you're putting yourself in debt just to look good for other people. Like you said, mm-hmm. like it's a trap because once you put it out there, now everybody, all the, all these, you know, these girls, gonna, you know what I'm saying? For, mm-hmm. for the gentlemen, all these ladies going to sit there and start flogging to you. And it's like you already put this facade up that you're mm-hmm. living a certain life. So now it's mm-hmm. like I can't even show them, like, you know what I'm saying, my true self because I got to show them on a day-to-day basis, like, yeah, I'm flying, I'm flying you out to Miami or I'm going here or I'm doing certain things um, that's not a part of my reality, and I get stuck in that. And now yeah. I can't get out of it. So it's like how – it's like, you know, that's the thing. is like how – you know, because I feel like that that's a dangerous, a dangerous place to be. It is right because is. that that's a dangerous it's a dangerous place to be because it's like like for a person who's stuck in that world it's like you can't even really like see allow people to see for who you are or you can't see people for who they are right and mm-hmm. so it's like for many people like how like what is like a way for people to get out of you know living in that type of world you know what I'm saying and and actually like going ahead and spending the money in the right direction. So it's going to, you know, it's going to elevate you and and allow your kids to go ahead and prosper. You know what I'm saying? Or reap the benefits from the labor that you put in rather than spending everything on designer or these fab chains or these watches and things of that sort. I I think, I think the, the first part of that is really addressing pride. And Mm -hmm. because it's only pride keeping you in that situation because you're worried about what people are going to think when you don't wear those chains anymore. When you don't, when you don't own, you know, 17 pairs of, of Gucci shoes. It's like, Oh, now people are saying, now you worried about people saying, Oh, he must be broke. Oh, he must be going through hard times. He must be struggling. Yeah. You know, he, he must be back to, 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 to ramen again. And then Man. The, re- the, the reality of the situation is, it doesn't matter what they think, because even if you are on ramen right now to get back right, the important part is that you're getting back right. Who cares about Man. this? Because the people who are laughing are the ones who should be eating ramen with you. Y'all should be sharing bowls, you know, so Man. you can't get so that's so cool. caught up in what they're thinking about it. And I think that's what holds us back. Like, oh, man. And it's and it's hard. I'm not going to sit here and say that, that that transition is easy because dealing with that and like perception you know we, people care about how we're seen and you right. and you start getting into a deep deep into the mental when you start talking about you know someone who may not feel like they've ever had a purpose or anybody ever cared about them and the only time they feel like people care is when they're wearing fancy things 
it's going to be a lot harder for that person because they're not, they don't see that as just giving away things. They see it as giving, giving away their opportunity to feel like they're cared about. But in the, in reality, they're not really cared about in the way they think they are. And they'd be more, right. you know, better off get just getting themselves in a good position, which will allow them to get in the places where other people who care about their, their, their financial standing and their time and being good people and taking care of the, you know, what's important. And then they'll be able to build friendships with people who have the same mindset that they do because everybody's, they care about one thing being secure, you know, taking calculated risk and making sure that they got whatever they need when they want it, you know, and that all the other yeah. stuff is irrelevant. They're not sitting out here. They, they're not driving fancy cars and doing all this stuff. No, they're doing what makes sense so that they can continue the mission. Like, why would I make myself have to earn a million dollars every year if I can work hard a couple years, build a bag up and then put, use that money strategically so that it can provide me exactly what I need to live. And I could focus like you were saying earlier. So I can spend that time with my family or I can spend that time with my kids Man. or I can learn a hobby or all of these things. So I, I, I think that's how that, that really gets addressed in, in totality to start. Bro, you know, you know, the cold part. And this is, this is what, this is what I think about too, is that it's like one of the best things that ever happened to me. Like this was, at my lowest and darkest moments in my life, right? And it's when I lost my job as a teacher, right? And when I lost my job, my bank account was negative, whatever. My relationship at the time was terrible. And it was like everything, like I was like at rock bottom. And I had to sit in that. And I had to analyze my life. And I had to really think about like, how did I, like, I had to take accountability and I had to ask myself, how did I get here? Like what alone my like what alone my journey allowed me to get to this point, and there's a lot of people that don't sit there and take accountability, right? Mm -hmm. And don't really sit there and, and internalize and look at their life or look at their surroundings because what happens is when people are able to really sit there and sit with themselves at one of those places, mm -hmm. you will start to be able to observe all of the insecurities that you have about yourself, right? About mm. why you do certain things. And so for me, it was like, I was able to sit there and, and really analyze like everything's going wrong in my life is because of me being selfish and thinking about myself, me mm. having too much pride, me not knowing how to communicate and being okay with, you know what I'm saying? With where my life is right now and knowing that I'm working every single day to get to a certain level. Like I used to tell people like, bro, it was, I remember, man, I remember when I, like, after, like, all that stuff was happening, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, I ended up losing my job. I'm going to therapy. I'm trying to figure out my life. I'm staying at my brother's house, you know, sleeping on sleeping on the couch. I'm trying to figure out life right now. And I remember I'm just, in, in that moment, I started another job. And I remember waking up every single day at 4 a.m., right? Waking up every day at 4 a.m. And I just had this vision. Right. And I had this idea and I had this dream, you know, that I want to go ahead and take my organization to another level. So let me just go ahead, start this organization, start this vision and this dream. And in that moment was like, I just got to it. Right. Like mm -hmm. I didn't think about tomorrow. I didn't think about the next day. I didn't think about any money that was attached to this. I just knew that I had this vision and this vision is something that's going to make me rich and wealthy because I know it because I feel it deep down inside that this is what I'm mm -hmm. called to do, right? Like mm -hmm. it's a gut feeling. And I feel like a lot mm -hmm. of times people get so, people care so much about what other people think about them that they mm -hmm. might never get to that point. 
You know mm. what I'm saying? Like they might never get to the point where it's like they could be their best self or their, the best version of themselves. And, you know what I'm saying? Get that financial freedom, get that freedom for their family, for, you know, the families that are to come or the generation to come, but they're so worried about everybody else, right? They're so mm. worried about being a consumer rather than, you know what I'm saying? Actually producing something, mm. right? Actually producing a gift that is, that's deep down inside, like everybody has the opportunity in this world to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. And what I realized was success looks different for everybody, right? Like mm, for me, it could be like, you know what I'm saying? Being the richest man on this world, uh, you know, on this planet is success. For someone else, it might be, you know, I want to be the best husband or the best wife I could possibly be, mm -hmm. right? Like everybody's success looks different. Or I want to make sure that my kids go to college and I pay for everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's success to me, right? So everybody has that a different version of success, but it's like some people would never get to that version of success because they're mm -hmm. too busy having too much pride, too much ego and caring about what everybody else thinks when it really don't even matter. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It mm -hmm. don't matter at all. You know, so that feeds into my next question for you, which is we, so, you know, the bros, we have a poem that everybody says a little differently, but the concept behind it is, you know, fear is a little mind killer that disintegrates you mm -hmm. from the inside out. You must it, learn to face it, it, it and control it. it. And, and control what you, and what you, what you spoke about is that when you, when you hit that point of rock bottom and you really decided to, you know, you did that internal search and then said that this is what I want to do. And you went for it. You overcame fear along with all those other things. And Fear is one of those things that holds people back in life in general. And because finance and personal life, like people like to look at those as two separate entities, like, oh, I'm me, but like, you know, my money is different, but it's not like yeah. you are, you, you and your money are, are synonymous. You're tied together forever. And when people understand that it's like, all right, well, if, if me and my money are tied together, then I have to behave in a manner that believes that because if I'm always scared to seek the promotion, I'm robbing myself of money. You know, if I'm scared to take the time to actually look and address my finances because I actually never looked at them before and I'm scared of what I might find, well, every day that you choose, let fear, you know, stop you from even opening up and just starting to dissect the problem. That's mm -hmm. another day that you're allowing yourself to fall behind where you should be, you know? So how, 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 and I know fear is something you, you speak about with, with your, your teens and stuff as well. Like, what are, what are your thoughts on fear and how they can affect a person in their progress? Because I think that deals directly into what you were just speaking about. For sure. You know, I'm, so if people haven't noticed, I'm a big storyteller, right? So mm -hmm. I love telling a story because I love inviting people into my world. Even if it, my story might be different than anybody else's story, but everybody could kind of relate to this. So for myself personally, like I always was a dreamer, right? Mm -hmm. And and there's this person by the name of Tara Yoshu. And Yoshu, she breaks down the different type of capitals that we have in, in marginalized community or low income communities. Um, and so, you know, one of them is aspirational capital, right? Like being in a place of, of darkness, being in a place of hard time and still having aspiration in, the, in that environment. So from a young age, I always had aspirations of, being a professional athlete, right? And I knew I was like, man, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do everything. And one of the hardest things to do is to dream about something when you're so young, right? And you're like this close away from it for it not to happen. Mm. Like that, that that's hard, right? It's hard mm -hmm. to, to dream. Like now it's like, okay, like I know that I can never dream again because 
as a little boy, I dreamed about something that never happened. So I'm going to be comfortable. You know, like I already did. Mm. You know, I'm scared now. I have fear. And mm. so, you know, it was like a time where I was in my, like, at one of the most comfortable times in my life. I'm a teacher. I'm chilling. Like, I'm like okay, cool. Like, I got my plan. I'm going to be a principal. I'm going to do this, you know, and I'm just going to be chilling. Like, it's cool. I'm good grabbing my paycheck every single month. And sometimes I tell people this. Everybody goes through it, right? Everybody has an opportunity to be successful. I said it before, but you have to know when that opportunity presents itself, mm. right? Like you have mm. to understand that in some of our darkest moments, we get pushed out of our comfortable, like out of a comfortable area, or our comfortable zone. Like we physically get pushed out of our comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> what happened, that could be, you get pushed like a friend that you're with shows you who they truly are on a day-to-day -day basis, mm. but you ignore it, right? You might be in a relationship with the with your spouse and you see all these red flags, right? And they take it to a level and that's a sign, right? But mm -hmm. a lot of times people ignore the signs. And then sometimes some people just get pushed into a place where they have to hit rock bottom. And they don't even know and they just sit in that, right? Like they, they sit and they never get back up. Because they feel like, mm -hmm. well, I hit rock bottom. I lost my house. I lost my kids. I lost my wife. I lost everything. And a lot of times, people are just going to sit in that. They're going to mm -hmm. drink their problems away, smoke their problems, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And we always live in, in, in that fear, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me personally, it was like when I physically got removed out of my environment, right? When I got removed out of, you know, being a teacher and, and being comfortable in that, it was like, I knew that I had to do me and I had to take a risk and I had to bet on myself because now I'm at a place of like, I don't have anything else, right? Like I'm like, now it's the time for me to go ahead and test the waters and you know what I'm saying? And, and go ahead and take that risk because I lost everything else. Mm. Right. And so the thing about it is that a lot of times, bro, is like, we got to be really aware of like when an opportunity presents itself for me to be successful. Right. And I tell my students mm. this all the time. I don't believe that there's either a right way or a wrong way to go. And I don't believe if you like if you are right now in your life messing up in every single way possible that you still don't have an opportunity to be to be successful. I believe in our life. Right. I could go ahead and make a right. And if I make that right, I'm going to get there right away. But there's no process to it. Mm -hmm. Right. I might go ahead, hit a crossroad, make a left. And I'm going through hell making a letter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I hit another crossroad. And at this crossroad, I may make a right and I might get to my destination right then and there, but I might make another letter. Mm -hmm. Along our journey and along life, right? We're always going to hit a crossroad. Mm -hmm. And by us hitting that crossroad is an opportunity for us to really take on and, and think about this might be an opportunity for me to be successful, right? Yeah. I'm going to give you an example. I have I have a um I have a student who's incarcerated right now, right? Mm -hmm. He's incarcerated right now for a serious crime. Um, and I was sitting there and I was meeting with this young man. And I was his teacher since he was an eighth grader. He is 18 now. And so I was sitting there and I was talking to him. I said, do you think it's by any chance that all the times you've been incarcerated, I never came to see you. But on this chance, on this time when they're trying to determine if they're going to keep you as a juvenile, or, an, or as an adult, that I'm here with you on a day-to-day -day basis, giving you 
game on a day to day. Like you have someone, right? There's not that many mm. black doctors in the world, right? Like you have a representation mm. of someone that's a young black doctor that comes from the same community environment as you and spend one-on-one, like a one-on-one session with you every single Wednesday. Mm. Like for you, that's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like God put me in your life and put me in your area for a reason. This is, this is an opportunity for you to understand that this might be the last opportunity you get for you to get it right. Mm. And some of us, that's that's just how it goes, right? So it's like the thing about when it when it comes to for us to have fear, it's like we we have to understand that the first thing is that you like for you to get rid of having fear, right? And for you to take a risk on yourself is like the only way you're going to feel comfortable by doing that is just you're gonna have to leap, right? You gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna have to understand that when an opportunity presents itself, I gotta go ahead and leap. I got to take yeah. that risk right? because this might be the last opportunity I get. And it might be the smallest thing. And a lot of times people get people get everything messed up because they feel like it's supposed to be something huge. Like I'm supposed to get a million dollars sent my way. It might be a person. Yeah. It might be one person. It might mm-hmm. be this podcast. It might yeah. be something so small. It might be the simple fact that you hit rock bottom and you lost everything might be an opportunity for you. Facts. Right. And we got to view things from an asset based lens rather than a deficit based lens. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Of how we move and how we navigate and how we move through life. And that's the way that we go ahead and we eliminate that fear and stop looking at things through, you know, a deficit. Like, man, it's not about what happened, what happened to you. It's about what happened for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not that you lost everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was probably a blessing that you weren't even able to realize. But because you were in your misery and you had so much ego and pride and blame everything on everybody else instead of being like, you know, something is my fault. I'm going to get this right. I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the biggest thing, man. No. So first off, spot on. Great response. But to go go into this, you talk about finding opportunity. And I love love this conversation because one of the things I'm big on is education. And I, yeah. I see, I see with a lot of people that I work with and just in general, just, you know, co- general conversation, many people look at, look at education as something that ends after you either graduate high school or college. Mm. But one of the things that we, I've personally learned and that I stress to clients and just friends and whoever I'm having conversations with is that the real education just starts once you mm-hmm. get past that position. Like now you're learning. Yeah the game of life. Like, yeah, you learn how you pass tests, you go to school, but all of that stuff doesn't help, doesn't help you keep the lights on every day. I mean, it can, right? Yeah. If that's your job. Like if you work with your degree, you know, people want to be technical. But what I mean is you have to, you have to learn about these things. Like you have to be educated to identify opportunity. If you're, yep. if you're unaware of how, how things work, if you're unaware of how credit works, you'll never be able to identify opportunity within credit. If you're, unaware of you know how a loan works you're never going to identify opportunity with a loan you know all of these different things like there's so many things that exist just on a on a adult level once you like get past that point and when you aren't continually learning about all of these things that exist especially when these things can impact the direction that you want to take your life 
that's a even and you know at a minimum everybody has to deal with money so at a minimum you should understand how yeah. you know interest rates work how does the loan process for a mortgage how does a mortgage process work you know how does credit work how what should i be doing what should i not be doing because a lot of the mistakes we're doing are just due to a lack of education and yeah. we blame the school system for not giving it to us but at the same time if you look around it kills me like you go walk into a walmart right now and i guarantee you everybody's staring into their phone looking up stuff so <laughs> I I understand that we weren't taught it in in school, but I also tell tell my clients and in my my personal circles like that's not an excuse anymore. Because if I asked you what the yeah. the score to the game was last night, you go to Google and find it out. So you should have the same reflex when something comes up monetary that you don't understand. My even I don't understand everything about money, but I guarantee you, if I hear it, the first thing I'm gonna do is look it up, and and I'm going to understand it. I guarantee that. By the end yeah. of the day, I'm gonna know what's going on because. That's another asset that I get to add to my toolbox. I've just learned something else that I might not need right now, but at some point I can. And that's happened so many times over my life where I may have received information. And at the time, I may not have necessarily been in the place to utilize it, but now I was able to catalog it. And then later on, at some point, I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Matter of fact, I heard this thing. Like, can you do this with that? And then boom, and they're like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's do that. You know, and it's like, how can you identify that if you didn't start learning the basics first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, that, that, that bro, that, that for sure is spot on, man, because I, I feel like a lot of times, man, um, the biggest thing is that today's time, there's no excuse. I like, mm -hmm. there's so much knowledge out there for you. There's like, and, and I tell people like, because you go to school, and I was listening to a podcast uh, earlier today, but it's like, like when we think about people who have been doing the right thing their whole life, right? Mm -hmm. You've been going to school. They told you to go to school. They told you to mm -hmm. get good grades. You got good grades. They told you to go ahead and go to college. You went to college. You got good grades. They told you to get your master's. You got that. They told you to get the job. You got it. They told you to get married. You got it. They told you to get this house. You got it. But you're not elevating in your life, right? Because you did everything, and I tell people this, man, in order for you to get to a place of either being really financially stable or being comfortable, um, whatever success looks like to you financially, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you have to get to a point, if you're unhappy where you're at, it's like we have this ability where our whole life we've been taught to think a certain way, right? To think inside, mm -hmm. inside a box, right? Like, that's how we like, like someone has been teaching us about our history our whole life. And we were like at a young age believing, okay, yeah, it was just slavery. Right. Until yeah. you get to a certain yeah. age and you start diving into those books and you really start educating yourself on, you know, the autobiography of Malcolm X, right. About Fred Hampton, about the black Panthers, about Mansa Musa, about all of these amazing people that came before us that we didn't even know nothing about. Right. Mm -hmm. So I tell people, it's like, we were all, everybody was programmed and taught to learn a certain way. But it's like there's a part of us that questions everything, right? There's a part of us that wants to know more and to be more of a critical thinker. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like I knew for myself, like growing up in, a, in, in you know, in a, in, in a black community and we might have a white teacher. It was like we already had this, uh, this, this thought that our teachers were superior and we were inferior. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I never once thought about questioning what my teacher said. I just said, OK, that's cool. I don't agree. Like, it's not that I didn't agree with her, but it just didn't really vibe with me. Yeah. And so the thing about it is that 
like we have to get to a point where it's like we have to understand we have to educate ourselves right like mm -hmm. you can't sit here and be like okay like i'm putting my money into this bank and that's it what does this bank do with your money right like why can't you put your money where the bank puts their money at mm. right like what why is a bank truly there like you know what i'm saying like we mm -hmm. like we we sit there like okay I, I buy this phone and people will sit here and pay a thousand dollars for for an iphone but it's like there's so many different apps right on there like people will sit here and they'll get a myspace uh not a myspace my bad i'm gonna <laughs> take us back <laughs> you feel me? yeah i'm thinking way back but uh people might get an ig right they get an ig yeah. and all you see on a consistent basis is that people just post pictures right they'll make little funny reels they just mm -hmm. you know that it's like they care but it's like when are you going to understand that there's money that you can be making while utilizing you know what i'm saying your yeah. phone you feel what i'm yep. saying like, like it's like you downloading all these different apps and stuff. It's like you could download an app that will help you invest your money or it will help you save your money, right? Where you're able mm -hmm. to track how much money you spend a spend a month, whatever the case may be. So it's like there's no excuse now for us to not have the knowledge that we need because there's so many brothers, like I wouldn't say so many, but there's brothers like us that's given this game and this knowledge where you could mm -hmm. tune in, but people will sit there and look, oh, okay, okay. And then go to the next. Oh, that's funny right there, right? So it's like we have to a point where we understand how to spend our time and energy, you know, and to actually think outside of the box of like, what do I need to do? What do I want to do? And how do I go about doing that? Right? Rather than it's like, all right, I'm going to sit here and work this job, and they tell me to do this, they tell me to go here, they tell me to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm doing that, but I'm not elevating in my life. Mm. You know, it's like because, bro, like you're designed to think deeper you know what i'm saying you're designed to think like to, to to question everything but we were just taught to be quiet you know through our education process and you know now you're an adult and you're still sitting there like you yeah. know and and it's like it's like the story that i that i talked about you know and i don't know if you want me to share the story um oh, yeah, about the ahead. elephant you yeah, know absolutely but it's Matter like fact. it's like you know like, yeah bro it's like you know it, it's like man like you know it, it was like my mentor was talking about the, the story but it was a group of elephants, and when he was sitting there, like the, this old dude was sitting there, he was walking by, and he saw the group of elephants. He like, man, bro, these some big, massive creatures. And when he looked at them, they all had ropes around their legs. And so he went to the, uh, he went to the, I want to say it was a zookeeper or it was uh, the caregiver, and he asked mm -hmm. him, he said, hey, man, why these big, massive elephants aren't escaping? They got this little rope around their leg. Well, he said, hey, man, check it out. When they were younger. And at their most weakest and vulnerable forms, we put a rope wrapped around their leg. We wrapped the rope around their legs. Mm. And so because they're bigger and they're massive, they feel like that same rope holds the same amount of strength that it mm. did when they were younger. Right. And so a lot of times, man, it's like because when we are at our most weakest and most vulnerable, vulnerable forms in our life, we didn't even have the ability to think for ourselves. Mm. Right. Everybody's speeding mm -hmm. a certain amount of information. And we would be like, okay, you're absolutely right. But none of us questioned anything that anybody was saying. Yeah. Right? Because we were sitting there, we're quite now that we're adults, and we're like, okay, like someone's gonna tell me, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. We don't even have the ability and the knowledge and understanding to ask them, why do you want me to do this? Like, what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the mission behind doing this? Because we were so quiet, right? Mm -hmm. Like, 
Mm-hmm. People aren't even, and we were talking about education, right? And and you know, and a lot of times people aren't going to go ahead and seek out the knowledge that's out there, right? That's going to gain the financial literacy, or that's going to go ahead and, and to read up on their own history because they mm-hmm. felt like in education, education was supposed to do that for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So now we get stuck. Now we're over here, we're stuck in our environment. Right mm-hmm. now I'm I'm stuck and I'm I'm comfortable. I'm chilling. I'm like, hey, bro, I'm chilling in my environment. It is what it is. You feel me? And so that's a lot of people. A lot of people just sitting there and they're stuck. They're like, okay, I'm just chilling right here, right? And I don't, I don't like, I don't want to go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm older, I'm bigger. I could easily just break this rope and be free. But for what? I'm yeah, cool. I got, I got tight. my consistent pay. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody well, I got else my with them. Paycheck. And and you know what I'm saying the whole family that you know what I'm saying your community mm-hmm. boys everybody it's like I'm sitting there and I got my paycheck you know what I'm saying I got my little crib I got this going on but there's something about me that's still miserable mm-hmm. I don't know what it is like I just know it's something about me I don't know how to get to the next level I don't know you know I don't have the the, the motivation I don't know what I like to do because my whole life you know what I'm saying people told me that. You know, hey, bro, if you want to be rich, man, you need to play basketball or football. If you mm-hmm. want to be rich, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, be a comedian or something. And so that didn't work out. Now I'm sitting here and I'm 40 years old and I'm still trying to rap. Yeah. Because you became, you ain't never broke free from that environment or that train of thought and been a critical thinker. Mm-hmm. So something you, I've seen you spoke about, and I know I read about it in your, in one of your, uh, news write-ups as well and you talk about account taking accountability and ownership of your life and so can you can you talk about why that's so important to you and why why you work on teaching that to you know the your mentees so much and man you know it's crazy i think i talked about this earlier right but Mm -hmm. i think the biggest thing man and i know as a black man right i know i can like we have been oppressed centuries right like we are in a marginalized community right there's so many different things that has happened to our people in our community and so this might rub people the wrong way but i tell people this stop being a victim to your to your environment your circumstance Mm. because the biggest thing is that nobody else has come to save you or to rescue you you have a mission right like I grew up, you know what I'm saying? My mother and my father wasn't there for me. I was abandoned. I was lost, right? Like my grandparents weren't there for me. Mm-hmm. The only thing I ha- I have to be accountable for is the people that come after me, right? Mm-hmm. So when I have kids and their kids and the kids, so it's like we have to get to a point where I have to be accountable for my life, mm-hmm. right? Because I have to understand that there's only two things that I can control in my life. And that's my attitude my effort right Mm -hmm. like i can control how i feel on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. right i can control my effort on a day-to-day best basis effort is something that goes that people don't talk enough about right and it's like when i sit here and i wake up and i'm in a good mood and i'm in a hundred percent that's because i decided every single day to give a hundred percent everything that i do you get some people that wake up, they look at their environment, they look at their circumstance, they're frustrated. They want to make the best out of the circumstance. Meaning they want to go ahead, they want to have fun out there, they want to, you know what I'm saying, hang with their partners. 
in every single day in life, they get 40%. Mm. Right? And this is a true story. Just like I said, I got six brothers. We grew up in the same environment. How am I the only one to make it out and go to college? How am I the only one to go ahead and get my master's and get my doctorate? And we grew up the same way. There was mm -hmm. no different. I tell people this. The difference was that I was over there, instead of me sitting there and analyzing and, and sitting there and being like, you know, something like, I'm going to search for what it is and I'm going to hang in this environment. I said, I'm going to leave and get far away. It's important that people sit there and they take accountability for any and everything that they do. When you sit there and you 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 look in your life, like I tell people this, account this this is what accountability looks like to me. Own everything that you do, right? Like own like own it. Like take when I say accountability and ownership, like no matter what the problem is, right? No matter if you have a disagreement with with your friend, with your spouse, with the teacher, with with your boss, whoever it is, right? The biggest thing that you can do is take accountability for it. Because even if you were 90% right and that person was 10% wrong, right? You mm -hmm. still had 10% in that process of doing something wrong where you could have did something different. Yes. Right? And yeah. you have to really yeah. sit there and you have to own that. Like instead of being like, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. Well, look, I sit there and I talk, I talk about this, right? Me and my lady just had um, we were sitting there, we had a we had a, a talk, right? And I was talking to one of my students about something while she was on FaceTime with me. And while I was talking to her, while I was talking to my student, she said, well, just call me back. And she started kind of going on a little rant, right? While I'm talking, I just kind of looked at her, I said, okay. And then, you know, I just hung up the phone. After the situation, in that process, I had to own up that I didn't sit there and I didn't from the jump tell her that, look, I'm over here talking to my friend, you know, and or my student, talking to my student, I'm going to call you back later, right? So mm -hmm. I apologize for that. And I had to communicate to her where she understand her wrong. And she was able to understand that. But even in that process, I still had to sit, sit there and own up everything that I did. So I think mm -hmm. the biggest thing is that we all have, have like, once people get to a point where it's like, even if you feel right, still looking at the situation where you could have did something better. Yeah. Whether you cater with someone, right? Um, if it's, you know, something that you did, whether it's at your job, right? To your boss, to your, to, your, to your spouse, whatever the case may be. But learning that we have to sit there and take accountability and ownership. And I tell mm. people like, bro, like we got to get to a point where we build positive habits. Like I'll be lying to you right now and sit here and tell you like the reason why I have three different businesses, I'm getting my doctorate. Um, I'm doing some other stuff. I'm doing like 150 million different things, right? On the grind. But the reason why I was, yeah, the grind, right? But the reason why that seems so hard to many and easy for me is because I built positive habits. And the first positive habit that I ever built was when I got out of juvenile hall and I just did my homework. Mm. I just did it for one day, right? And next thing you know, I'm starting to do it and I start being confident in that area of me getting my schoolwork done while mm. I'm an athlete. The next thing you know, I'm off to UC Davis and I'm playing two sports and I'm over here just working a regular job while I'm just making some extra bread or whatnot. I'm going to school. I'm a two-sport division one athlete. People are like, how do you do that? Mm. Right? The next thing you know, as I get older, 
is because I built those positive habits, just focusing on my homework and getting comfortable in that area. And the next thing you know, as I get older and adding some more responsibilities, right, and get comfortable, like there's a lot like being, being, being a boss is so much different, right? Because it's like you have staff, you have employees, and that's a whole nother level of stress that people don't even know about. Right. Yeah. If a yeah. lot of people, people be over here going wild, right? They'll be overwhelmed. They'll be like, you know, I can't do this. Yeah. But for me, it's like I sit comfortable in that. Right. Like mm -hmm. I'm like, it's not even like a big deal to me. You mm -hmm. feel me? Because a lot of times, like I was able to sit there and I was able to own that and be, you know what I'm saying, be held accountable for everything and building positive habits to get me to this point. <laughs> you know, those habits, habits are so crucial. And I I like I say. You know, habit, you will live and die. Your habits will make or break you. You know, you live and die by your habits. Your habits will make and break you because they're so critical. If you have bad habits, they're going to lead you to your version of a bad life. You have yeah. good habits. They're typically going to support you getting to where you want to be. And you you talked about, you know, waking up every day and giving it 100%. And I think that's something that, that people misconstrue. They're like, oh, you know. I, I just can't give it a hundred, but it's, it's like, yeah. you know, it's through the habits. The habits are what drives mm -hmm. you because if, if anybody thinks that somebody just gets up and even if you enjoy what you're doing, there's days where you don't feel like doing anything days that you like, man, I don't want to check that email. I don't feel like taking that phone call. I don't feel like doing that podcast. And you have to be like, what would I tell someone else to do? What, what <laughs> would the person what does the version of me that wants to be successful, what would they do? Well, they would get up right now yeah. and go do it. They go and take that phone call. They're going to check the email, even they don't want to do it because they know that there's somebody else out there who is doing it and not thinking about it. So therefore, yeah. you know, and everyone. So I think people have to understand that it's not about you. You're not always going to want to do it. You have to build the discipline to be able to force yourself to do it. Even mm. when you don't want to. And when you build that, that when you when you create the ability to do that for yourself, you don't realize the power that you give yourself because now you really do start to be in control. And when you start to feel in control, that's when things really change. Now you said it builds into doing those small things. Like you said, it started with just doing your homework one time. You know, I tell my clients, like, yo, it starts with just opening the budget. If you every night say you never budgeted before, even you like, ah, oh, this is so much cool. Every night, say six o'clock, set a time. I just want you to sit until you feel going to start putting numbers in. Just go and build the habit of going mm. to open every night at six o'clock. Because at some point you're going to look at that document and you're going to be like, why am I opening it not to fill it out? And the next thing you know, numbers are going to be there. And then now that numbers are there, you're going to start playing with the numbers. And now that you're playing with the numbers, you're starting to ask questions. And because you're starting to ask questions, you're starting to get different answers that you never were aware of before. And now that you're becoming aware yeah. of new things, you're starting to open your perspective. And now that you're opening your perspective, you're starting to realize that the people you're around are holding you back. And now that you realize yeah. that you're not in it just cascades. Like it's, it's, it's a it's a snowball in a positive direction. I'm sorry, I, you know, I get hyped when I'm getting on this stuff like bro, that. Bro, bro, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Man, you know, because that's that's really like, even when I talk to my students, right, I talk to them about, about like, just showing up to class on time. Mm. Just being there. Even if you're just sitting there, right? But just being there because what's going to happen is your brain and you're going to start like, it's the same thing in regards to like, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Right? right? If you're sitting in class and people around you doing homework, doing work, right? And you're the only person just sitting there chilling. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, you're going to look at somebody else and that's going to rub off on you like, 
man, give me a piece of paper. I'm going to start doing my work, mm. right? If you outside and you hanging with a group of kids, a group of uh, a group of your partners, and they doing Lord knows what, and they have all Fs, and they're not going to class, mm-hmm. guess what's going to happen? You're going to get easily influenced by that and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like those are little things when it comes to positive habits, right? It's about also who you surround yourself with. Because I tell people, like, a lot of times, like, anybody will be a fool to sit there and tell you that they became successful on their own. Mm. Like, you don't become successful. There's a reason why wolves don't go ahead and you don't see really a lone wolf, right? Mm. There's a reason why they walk in packs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like we are more, ag- like, we, what's the word? We have the ability to really thrive based off other people's energy, mm-hmm. right? Because it's what we call, it's called a batter man off phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. And I know people see this all the time, but it's like when we sit in there and say you get a new car and you drive and drive in the whip and you look to the left and you might see you ain't never seen this car, right? Let's say it's a Volkswagen. You got a new Volkswagen. You driving. You ain't never seen no Volkswagen on, on the freeway ever in your life. Mm-hmm. Also, you see one Volkswagen right here. You see another one right there. Right? You see one right there. You're like, dang. Well, everybody got Volkswagen, right? <laughs> because what happens is your brain, once you get something, right, whether it's a new shoes, whether it's, you know, a shirt, right, your brain is starting to make meaning of the same thing that you got. So it's starting mm-hmm. to analyze it, pick up on certain things because it's like, well, now this is processed in my brain. So it's like every time you sit in there and you with a group of people who's doing the right thing, who who might be in financing, who might be an entrepreneur, who might be the boss of their job, who might be sitting here working to get that promotion. And you're mm-hmm. with that person on a day-to-day basis, or you might be with someone in real estate and you're with that person talking to them on the phone. Guess what's going to happen? You might be doing nothing. And next thing you know, now you're sitting there and now you're an entrepreneur. Now you're getting your mm-hmm. finances right. Now you're over mm-hmm. here trying to get a promotion at your job. Just mm-hmm. because you're sitting around that presence, right? So it's like a lot of times we got to understand, we got to analyze our environment and our circle because mm-hmm. if people are in our lives, right, and everybody has their own purpose and their reason. But if I have someone in my life and they're not sitting there and they're not helping me grow, and develop as a human being, then why are they truly there? Mm -hmm. And I see this all the time. People hold on to relationships like friendships and whatnot simply because they knew them since they was four or five years old, Mm -hmm. right? And I need people to understand this. It's okay to outgrow a relationship. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you don't love that person anymore or you, you know, but it's okay to outgrow the situation or, or the relationship. And that, yeah. that's totally fine, you know, because both of y'all are headed in two different directions. And that goes back to the point of like, we have to get to a point where it's like, we have to be aware of that this relationship is not good and not serving my purpose anymore. Mm. Right? Like, yeah, this might absolutely. be the person who's holding me back from my blessing because there might be some ill will. This person might feel like they're entitled to where I'm trying to go. Right. And they feel like they need to come with me. And so it's like we really got to be aware of that whole entire situation, man. And I, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people just aren't really aware of that. To control your life, you got to control your environment. Like it's plain and simple. For sure. You know, like, 
Yeah. I, I talk about in my in my book, like the your circle and why that's so important. Because those people will will directly impact the direction that you take. If you like you said earlier, if you're looking around mm-hmm. and your homies are always to it. They they making sure their money's good. They're always planning. They're structuring. Yep. They're thinking ahead. They 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 just gave you their five year plan, and you ain't did nothing. They, you it's going to make you have to do something because you're going to feel like, wow, I got to continue to be able to compete and contribute to the group because I don't want to get left behind. Because what if they continue okay. elevating and I continue to stay here, I'm not going to have any friends anymore, and I can't expect them to slow down their growth because I don't want to. I don't want to get disciplined. I have a decision to make. Mm. I'm either going to, and like, and then when you get good friends around people, all competition is presented as bad, but I, it's not mm. when you, when you have friends like me and my boy, we, we're very competitive, but it's because we know that we're going to push each other. We always reference like me and my mm. boy, trust my LB to one, you, you, yeah. you'll meet him. But, um, we co- we always like reference us being like Goku and Vegeta, because if you're familiar with the cartoon, you never saw them training yeah. with anybody, but the, but each other or someone yeah. higher. And that's kind of how, mm. you know, the group is like, well, when you get that and you find people who are on the same time, it's a beautiful thing because you can go. I One of the things that I want to try to change is like the perception of what it means to be smart. Mm. And, you know, there's that perception is like, oh, you got to be that nerd that like gets pushed around and like gets beat up. And it's like, no, you don't just because you're responsible, <laughs> taking care of your stuff doesn't mean you're soft. Let's not get this twisted. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. it's like, you just like me, yo, it can, you know, things don't, 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 don't get confused. You know, that's, that's how For it sure. goes because, and I want people to understand that because if you think about it, just from, if you, if people just step back and remove themselves, right. Which, which, where would you rather be? Would you rather be an informed person who has the ability to make all the right decisions mm-hmm. or someone who doesn't really know what's going on and is always in a position where someone can outsmart you. I'd rather be the person that's always prepared to play that mental chess so people can't take advantage of me. And so being smart, and I tell people, you know, I've had this conversation with with guys like locked up and stuff. And I say, yo, even if you decide to like, yo, right now that my environment calls me, I have to, I have to live this life for a little bit. It's like, okay, Mm. but at least be smart so that you can make sure that you having to do what you have to do doesn't take away your ability to do what you want to do for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? And it's like being smart can never be bad for you, but they put such a bad stigma about it, especially in our communities Mm -hmm. where, you know, I remember growing up and you'd see people getting laughed at for getting a B honor roll. (laughs) Like, bro, what? You know? And it's like, how does it get to that? Where it's like, you have to be embarrassed about being smart, being smart and being soft. are not the same thing. They they both start with S. That's that's about as close as they get. Yeah. But you know, right. I think that's something that's important for especially our youth to understand is that, yo, you sitting here and you skipping school, doing all these things like, hey, you need to be educated because if you're not, it's going to be so easy for someone who is to take advantage of you. And right. you are sitting here and we talk about, you know, people to go to these banks or these car dealerships and get these bad deals. And like you spoke about earlier, if some, if I go to the dealership and the dealer ended up giving me a 21% interest rate on the car and i'm thinking i got a good deal and i come back and they and i come to in the smoker and say hey you know i got a car 21 percent and i'm like yo what and they're like oh he did me dirty it goes back to what you said earlier you have to take that accountability it's like yes he may have done wrong however if you were educated about the car buying process how interest rates work how this structure set up prior to 
getting the vehicle, you would have never been in a situation for him to take advantage of you. And you would at least been armed enough to either talk yourself down on the deal or walk away. Bro, that's real. That's real. You know, and that, I think that that right there, man, uh, me and my boy, me and my boy Ish, right? Uh, my man, Dr. Ishman Anderson, he's from West Oakland. We call ourselves hood scouts, mm. right? So we really, so we, like, we were trying to really show people, right, that you could be yourself, your true mm-hmm. and authentic self, and still get the highest level of education, right? Yeah, and there's absolutely. nothing wrong with that because, like you said, like, the thing about it is that a, a lot of times, man, like, the way we are taught being smart is, like, you got to get all A's, right? Like, mm-hmm. being getting all A's is being smart. Uh, we, 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 well, we, I say we, we generalize being smart by just school in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, like, oh, you're, you're smart because you get good grades. Like, no, like, everybody has a, like, you have to understand, like, being smart does not just have to do with school. Mm-hmm. Right, like, dude, mm-hmm. like, by you waking up every single day and having to survive your environment, like that person who get all A's, that might be the nerdy kid that might have the glass, whatever, he can't go in your environment and do the same thing. He don't have you that. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like if we sit there, like you, you have to understand and engage in your own learning because you might sit there and you might go ahead and go to you know school, and while you're on your way to school, you see somebody get killed, you see some crackheads, you see all of this negative mm-hmm. things, and you have to switch up to school. Right. While there might be somebody else in like in another environment that might have mommy and daddy and getting private ed- education has a private tutor, whatever the case may be. It's two different lifestyles. So it's like mm-hmm. like by you showing up every single day <clears throat> and getting a three point six. Right. Getting mm-hmm. a three point five. Like you said before, that doesn't make you that doesn't make you like less of a man, less masculine. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Make you soft, mm-hmm. make you like. That has nothing to do with anything about you as a human being, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. right? Because I know some dudes, right, that are well in the streets, in and out of prison. And I know some dudes who got their doctorate that for sure could serve other bruh with either the hands or whatever, however he wants to take it there. Yeah. Because at yeah. the end of the day, I'm my own person, mm-hmm. right? And I understand, like, I, I walk into my own when I think myself I'm my own person. And there's other people who you know what I'm saying? They don't like you don't have to be any like being smart or being a student or being a scholar in school has nothing to do with you as a person. You know, and I agree with you. Like, we need to go ahead and separate that stigma. Like, bro, like you still could show up to class and you could have your grill in, have your beanie on and get a 4.0 and be happy and take pride in that. Yep. And yep. Because that's the work you put in to get that. Yep. Instead of trying to facade and be like, like knowing you could get a 4.0, but you got a 3.0, you know what I'm saying? You trying to yeah. act hard around school. Like, bro, go ahead and give me. I got. It's crazy. I got a student like that. <laughs> it's like, bro, you got a 3.0. You just doing that. Just like you can easily get a 4.0, but you be acting like, yeah, I got a student like that for sure. Man, but that's that. Even that thought process, like, continues yeah. throughout life to rob you of other opportunities. And that's the thing too is like that mindset robs you of opportunity that we spoke about seeking earlier is when you exactly when you when when you rob yourself of the ability to educate because you feel like you're you're going to be better than people in your environment because that's the problem too is like ah i don't want people to think i'm better than them i mean as long as you have to always think about protection of self first and if if you feel like 
making yourself smarter and putting yourself in a better position is going to make the people around you upset, you should, your first plan should be figuring out how to get out of that environment as quickly yeah. as possible. Because it even goes back to like fear of failure because a lot of people don't move because they feel failing something because what you in the, in the hood, right? People are always like, Oh man, you, Oh, he, ain't, uh, you know, you ain't make it. Like you see on the movie. <laughs> it's always like, Oh, I knew uh, you thought you were smart. Hey school boy. How you doing? Right. You didn't get it. Yeah. But until you get around an environment of people who, who make it there, who try every day, then you realize that those people don't look at you bad because it didn't go right. All it is, they'll tell you, all right, cool. So now we know that doesn't work. What's next? Yeah. Because that is the journey. It ain't always you just getting it on the first try. The journey is, you know, taking step by step every day. Things aren't always going to mm -hmm. go right. You got to pivot, you adjust. But as you pivot and adjust, now you're adding those things to your tool bag. So you know for the next time, you, know, you run into that issue one time, you shouldn't have to run into it again. You take it, you figure out why it happened, you internalize it, and then you don't allow it to happen again. And then you're good to go. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, and I, I ain't going to go too far on now because I know we've been talking for a minute. I, that'll take us, a, I'll, I'll start going in. And, but, you know, so yeah, I'm know. we, we running, we running um near the end of the show. But before we, before we end, because this is, you know, I think we can, we can go for another hour if we, if we keep going. Um, but w is there anything that you would like to leave the the listeners with, like a last, a last note, if you will? Yeah, I, I'll say this. So you have to do me a favor. You, you have to pick your heart. All right, like there's no in between. So life is going to be hard regardless. Like, no matter how how easy you might feel it is, whether it's in your job or you might be in school right now, and you just feel like you you at a place where you comfortable and are you cruising, mm -hmm. right? There's like there's there's something in your life that's going to be have, that's going to be hard, right? One of the one one of the hardest things to do in your life is to wake up every single day and go to a place that you absolutely hate. To wake up every single day and not live in your purpose and be in a place where you have to go every day and you know you have to go here because you have to provide for your family for yourself and for your loved ones but mm -hmm. absolutely hate it you don't understand where your life is headed you don't you don't have no vision you don't have no goals and you're just cruising through life right that's something that's hard that's depressing. Or you could choose another heart where it might be early on in your life when you first start this journey, it might be the hardest thing you have ever done. It might be one of the most uncomfortable things you have ever done. And it's a risk, right? Mm -hmm. But that is betting on yourself. That is you finding your purpose. And you betting on yourself and having faith as small as a mustard seed that it's going to work out. Mm. And you don't have no direction. You don't have no guidance. All you know is you have a vision. And mm -hmm. you feel it deep down inside that this has to work out. And you could choose that hard. But on that, on the other side of that heart is what we call the ability to have that 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 grace, that grace period, that 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 love, the 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 pursuit of happiness. Right, mm -hmm. because in order for you to get the pursuit of happiness, like the pursuit part, you have to go through a process, 
right? You have to, you know, feel every pain, every emotion, and then you reach the other side where you knew that every blood, sweat, and tear that you poured into this this vision manifested, and then you reach that level of happiness. Mm-hmm. So you got to pick what side you want to get into, and that's on you. No, that's fine. Hey, I appreciate that, bro. That's 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 real talk right there. Um, before before I wrap it up, also, can you tell people, you know, where they can find you? You know, the 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 services you provide. You know, from public speaking to you know, if they want to get you for something else, and then uh, all your also, I'll put all your information in the description for the show as well, so they can go in and and look you up. For sure, yeah. So y'all can go ahead, follow me on IG. It has my uh three of my business pages on there. So uh, my IG is S dot underscore, right? W-R-I-G-H-T. You can go ahead, find me there. Um, or you can go ahead, go to my YouTube page, which will be Shaman, my first name, last name, right? Uh, and you can go ahead and find, I post videos all the time in regards to inspirational speak and inspirational videos. Um, so you go ahead and, and, and follow me on those pages. Bet. And I'll, I'll make sure, like I said, that that's in the description. But, yo, Shaman, great words today. Great conversation. You know, I, I really want to thank you again for taking the time to get on the show. I know we've been trying to do it for a little bit now and, you know, everybody running and ripping and running and getting things done. But I'm glad we were able to actually get on here today and, and have this conversation. I'm definitely looking forward to to doing this some more and, you know, eventually, you know, doing some in-person stuff as well, because I think, you know, we 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 both are doing some great things and, you know, um, really trying to make a, a difference. And I think when, when, when people like us get together, you know, amazing things happen. So as, as sure. we continue building and growing, you know, definitely, I'm going to definitely look for opportunities for us to do some, some joint ventures so that we can, can, you know, do things on a bigger level. Cause like you said earlier, we, we are definitely more effective as a unit than we are alone. Sure. And, you know, I don't, if you've ever seen planet of the apes, one of the things that I really like is, the analogy that Caesar uses when he has one stick and he breaks it and then he gets a, a bunch of sticks and he can't break it anymore. And he talks about, you know, together we are strong. So um, I think I did, I think it's very good for also for, you don't see a lot of positive black male collaboration um, in, the, sure. in, in the world. And it's definitely not, um, you know, portrayed in on this manner where so many people can see it. So I think this is also good to show people that, yo, it is okay to work because how this started is, you know, I, I shot him up, you know, I, I've been keeping up, you know, comment, like, and stuff on each other's videos. And one day I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to just reach out. And it was as simple as that. It was, you know, chopping it up. And next thing you know, we on a call and now we're here. And it's a, it, that's all it takes is that when you see somebody that's, yep. that's really working and they see that you also really working, the conversation is easy after that. And, and, you know, for anybody listening that is working real, real hard to get where you want to be, you know, don't be scared to reach out to to network and, and to build because you're not limited to where you lay your head anymore. And I think that's something we need to understand. And like it, the more that we can quit being paranoid and thinking we gotta we gotta do it all ourselves and we gotta be the one with all the answers to get all the credit and stop caring about who gets the credit and just care about who accomplishing the mission, we're gonna get so much farther, so much more ahead because we're going to be able to action things at such a faster pace. It's going to be so much less that we have to work through. We're not going to create all the, all of our own obstacles when we already have enough obstacles to work against in the world anyways. Um, whether that comes with, you know, financial uh, goals, relationships, whatever it is, 
all of this stuff is so tied together. And I say all the time, you know, this, this podcast is about money, but we don't talk about the typical money stuff like 401ks and all that stuff. We can't, we will like on specific things, but I like to focus more on the mental aspect because I say all the time is before a person can truly take control of their financial life, they have to address their mindset and the internal things that that they're battling that are keeping them from managing their money, how they should. So this, this show will never just be, you know, boring, like, all right, so today, guys, you know, your 401 can nah, we ain't doing none of that. Like, it's real conversations with real people about money, and I'm going to continue to stress that because these are the conversations that people need to also understand that it's okay to have. These are the conversations you and your friends should be sitting down on the couch, you know, at night and, like, talking about, like, what are y'all thoughts on these kinds of things? Like, because y'all start, th- that'll start making you think, you start questioning things. What? Wow, what do I think about this? Have you ever thought about it? You know, that's how those thought-provoking conversations promote growth and that's how we grow. So I say all that to say, you know, I, I definitely, I'm definitely glad you were on here, bro. And I, I can't wait to do some more work with you. So with that sure, being said, you know, um, let's get in the smoker. <laughs>